Good morning. So this is as bright as it's going to be the whole time? Because that is intense. That is intense. Thanks, babe. I'm going to pray because it's different when it comes out of my mouth. <laughs> Not that I appreciate that. <laughs> Father, I, I yield to you, Lord, and I just ask that um, your words would um, be spoken this morning and um, they would be heard and known, and um, your Jesus would receive the glory and the honor and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, so when I was prepping for this morning, um, I, I did it all last week, which is holiday week, and I have five young boys, all under seven, and uh, it was like whenever I'm nursing, I'm just like whipping out my Bible app and my phone because it's like I don't have these like quiet moments where I'm, you know. <laughs> get, so I felt a little, who's seen The Beautiful Mind with Russell Crowe? I kind of felt like him like pushing all these like verses all over and like trying to like connect. But um, I have a story that will kind of sum up what what I want to go this morning um, and it was when I was six years old, and this is one of my like uh, most distinct memories. Um, and you guys may think it's very silly, but it, it actually had one of the biggest impacts on my life. So I was in the laundry room. We were in an apartment in California, so I was born. And um, I was in the laundry room with my friends, and I had an older girlfriend uh, who was older than me, and there was boys in the laundry room, and she goes... I'm his girlfriend, so you're his girlfriend. You're the other guys. So there was like two boys, so she was like playing matchmaker, right? And in my heart, I was like, this doesn't feel good. Like she just matched me up with a guy. And to me, that was, it felt wrong, but I didn't know how to say it. Like I didn't know how to say no to my friend. So I go home to my mom, and I say, timidly, mom, I have a boyfriend. And she goes, no, you do not. And in that moment, I've never felt more loved in my life because I didn't know how to say no to something I wanted to say no to. And my mom stepped in and showed me a boundary line. And in that moment, I felt more loved than I have ever felt, and it's marked me till this day, and it's changed the way that I approach the Lord, and it's changed the way I approach my children. And the Lord had told me, Sasha, when I say no to you, I'm saying yes to your heart. So when we read the scripture and we see boundary lines, the world tells us God's a killjoy, but how arrogant of them. For God is the creator of joy. He is the author of all pleasure. It says in his presence is pleasure forevermore. So he alone has the right, has the ability to define what is pleasure. And he alone has the right to, to give me those boundary lines. And so when I was... Uh, Thinking about this morning, and I was like, Lord, what do you want to say? I think 
if I'm preaching with the end in mind, all I want is that we become lovers of his word and lovers of his truth. And specifically, I, I'm praying for those who 12 to 25 that, that you would lay hold of this, that when you see the world and it's trying to throw off every restraint, you would be the people that say, God, no, I actually want your restraint. God, I actually want your boundaries. God, I actually want you to parent me and discipline me because it brings me life. So although I'm specifically talking to the younger generation, I want everyone else to receive too. All right, so let's go to Romans. Romans 1, 16, 32. Start out heavy. (laughs) This is the word of God. I'm not reading from anything else. I'm going to start in verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone. So everyone say everyone. But on the condition of those who believe. So everyone's welcome, but those who partake are those who believe. That's what that verse said. To the Jew first and also to the Greek, for in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the righteousness shall live by faith. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. Think of my mom and think of the no. No, you do not. Think of that when you're considering this verse. For what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world. In the things that have been made... So they are without excuse. Without excuse. I know I am very good at trying to make up excuses. For although they knew God, this is where we're at. I believe that this is the rebuke of 2020. For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him. But they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools, and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man, and birds and animals and creeping things. Therefore, God gave them up in the lust of their hearts to impurity. So, right here you have the rejection So God is available and inviting and saying, I am demonstrated from from sunup to sundown. I am available and, and demonstrating my glory. But you refuse to acknowledge me as God. And you are casting off restraint. You're casting off the knowledge of God. You're casting off any the God's law. And and this is what happens. Your thinking becomes futile. And God gives you up. So think of the garden, the knowledge of good and evil, the knowledge of life. 
He says, do not eat. He presents the choices before them, and he says, do not eat the knowledge of the tree of good and evil. But he gives them up to their desires. To the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie. Let's read that again. Therefore God gave them up in the lust of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie, and worshipped and served the creature rather than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason God gave them up to dishonorable passions, for their women exchanged natural relations for those that are contrary to nature. And the men likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another. Men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves the due penalty for their error. So God sets up creation in the beginning and he creates men and he creates women. Again, you have to recognize that he is creator. And you have to recognize that we are the created ones. Therefore, he gets to determine my function and everything else. <laughs> and they're saying, we become our own gods, we do as we please. And we see that in our current culture. That it's no, we are casting off every boundary line. Boundary lines are the, are the, the issue. So we remove them. We're no longer male, we're no longer female. We're just... 91 different pronouns. And we say, oh yeah, that's freedom. No, that's bondage. And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not to be done. Ninety-nine percent of the time, when my boys get hurt, it's when they're disobeying my boundary lines. Ninety-nine percent of the time, and then they're just boys, and they just get hurt. The one other percent of the time, <laughs> they were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice. They are full of envy. These are people that are no longer submitting themselves under God's law. Slanderers, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents. If you don't submit under God, you won't submit under your parents. You won't submit under any authority. That sounds familiar to our culture. Let's get rid of any kind of authority. Right? Get rid of police. I propose to you it's because we have failed to submit to God. Listen to verse 32. Though they know God's decree, so because in verse uh, 20, he says, I am, have made myself known, they are without an excuse. Without an excuse. The gospel is hard, y'all. But it's good news because Jesus empowers us to live it out. But they're without excuse, though they know God's decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them. Like 
like, oh my gosh, you, you don't no longer know if, if you're a man or a woman. You're so courageous. We need parents to submit to God so that our youth are not lost. He wants to be the plumb line. He is the plumb line. Do we want him to be the plumb line? I'm talking to the church. <laughs> we kicked the Bible out of our schools. We've even kicked the Bible out of our churches. and called it grace. Thank you, friend. Let's go to 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5. I can't find it. Jesus, help me. I'm reading a book. I just finished. It's called The Hiding Place by Corey Tim Boone. And uh, in that book, you, you see the progression of uh, the Nazi occupation very slowly. This is, y'all seen graphs like this, right? Let me see. Oops. Y'all seen those? Starts out right here. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. We're just putting women's clothes on men. Not a big deal. My eight-year-old thinks he wants to be a girl. It's okay. Freedom. Where's it going to go? If we don't go back to the fear of the Lord... It's the beginning of wisdom. All right, 2 Timothy, you're all there. 3. But understand this, that in the last day, 3-1, 2 
2 Timothy 3.1. But understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty. Can everyone say amen? <laughs> For people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents. There it is again. Ungrateful, unholy, heartless. That word heartless sometimes is unfeeling, just numb. Unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control. Brutal, not loving good. Treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit. Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. God put the desire for pleasure in us, but it's only going to be satisfied in him. Avoid such people, for among them are those who creep... Oh, I'm going to skip all of that. Y'all can read that later, because I don't want to distract. Let's go to verse 10. You, however, have followed my teachings, my conduct, my aim in life, my faith, my patience, my love, my steadfastness, my persecutions and sufferings that happened to me. Yet from them all, the Lord rescued me. You don't have to be afraid. The Lord will rescue you. Indeed, all, come on, verse 12. Everyone get your highlighter out and underline this verse. Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. I honestly, in my naivety, thought if I do everything according to God's will, they'll like me. I, I honestly did. This is why we need the word. While evil people and imposters will go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived, but as for you, continue on what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it, and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings which are able to make you wise. Come on. For salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Now, verse 16, this is what I want to like drive in. All scripture is breathed out by God, profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be competent, equipped for every good work. Let's give ourselves to the word of God. Oh. All right, I'm going to do a little chart. Because I saw this in my heart. Let's see if I can. All right. Rejecting, sorry about my handwriting, God's law or way or truth, accepting. Or the, the Psalms continually says, let it be my delight. Delight in God's law. All right. Rejecting people are casual. Ooh, this is hard for me. With God's word. It's there, but we have about 50 in this room. Not a big deal. It doesn't have to be a priority. We're casual. In my book, The Hiding Place, what's one thing that she wanted 
to get her through the, 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 the camps. Her Bible, her bony body, because she couldn't eat or she hadn't been fed more than like a morsel of bread, she put it in the back and by the grace of God, she got it through the, all the checkpoints and all this stuff. I mean, it was, it was literally her bread. And God, when he defeated Satan, what did he use? The word of God. Let it, let it again. I just saw when Suzanne was worshiping and she was talking about miracle working God, what I saw was our whole um, parking lot out hill here filled with young people saying, we, ha- we could have it all, but we want God. We want God. Give us Jesus. I want my kids. I saw my five boys. I want them to be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that said, everyone will bow, but put us in the fire. And if our God doesn't save us, put us in the fire anyways. That's what I saw out there on that parking lot on Harvard Lane. Young people bringing their e-cigarettes, their pipes, their heroin uh, needles, dropping them and saying, give me Jesus. That's what I want. That's what I was thinking about when she was saying miracle working God. So casual... And we just got to get back. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Come to a place where I'm not going to presume upon you, Jesus. I'm not going to put my feelings and my thoughts up above the word of God, but I'm going to let you chisel me. I'm going to let you form me. I'm going to let you correct me and rebuke me. And train me, train me by your word. And I'm talking to you young people. You have no excuse. You can set your alarms on your phone and get up and spend time with the Lord. Lovers of self, rejecting, you become the biggest deal. That's a really sad place. But we can be lovers of God and be filled with beauty and delight and pleasure forevermore. He's the one that created the sun. Have you, like, springtime, anyone? (laughs) Flowers of every color, of every shape? That's my God. Fragrance, music, I love instruments. That's my God. Rejecting God's law, division in the body. And think of it in your body. Confusion, right? Fluid. No one has a particular place or, or purpose. And everyone's overlooked because everyone, everyone is everything and there's nothingness. There's no meaning. But when we delight in God's law, you get unity. Unity. It, there's unity in the specificity. Isn't that amazing? In the diversity. That's amazing. All right. Let's go to Hebrews 12. This is what I also feel. The invitation was for 2020. Hebrews 12, 5 through 11. 
we want to be a part of the family of God, but sometimes we don't want his discipline. And let me propose to you that yes, you do. And let me tell you why, or he'll tell you why. My son, do not regard lightly, don't be casual with the discipline of the Lord. Do not be weary when reproved by him. For the Lord disciplines the one he loves. Think again to my mom in the beginning of the story. Saying no to me. Why did she say no? Because there was innocence that she was wanting to preserve. There was something valuable in me that she wanted to preserve. In that moment, I knew I had more value than some flippant, you're in love with this guy. That one no. When God says no, he's saying yes to your heart. He has a bigger yes in mind. It is a discipline that you uh, it is for discipline that you have to endure. God is treating you as sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? We have been told by the world that boundaries and discipline and saying no to anything is evil. But the word of God says direct opposite. He says discipline is amazing and it's from God and it's for you, for your greatness. You want to be great? Lean into the discipline of the Lord. If you are left without discipline, in which all have participated, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. There is safety in submission. Submitting to God, submitting to our parents, submitting to those who he has put around us, submitting to one another. Jump down to verse 10. For they discipline us. He's talking about our natural fathers. For they discipline us for a short time as it seemed best to them. But he disciplines for our good that we may share in his holiness. For the moment, 2020 and beyond, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant. But later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Let's get a visual again. I always like seeing it. There's a, a verse that says, momentary light affliction, eternal weight of glory. Who likes to watch the Olympics? I love, I don't, I don't know when the next one's coming on, but I, upset, like, I love the Olympics. There's such glory um, manifested. And you know where it came from? All these hidden 6 a.m. practices. All these times where they're like on the floor crying because their body aches to the uttermost because they've yet again done the same drill over and over and over again. I propose, church, that we are fat and lazy and we need to get in shape by the word of God. 
momentary light affliction. We have what, 80 years, maybe, 100 if we're feeling good, eat our veggies. Eternal. We say yes here, we get all this and beyond. This is why the apostles are obsessed with the resurrection. Obsessed. Because they're not living for this. They're living for the crown of life. He's, what does Paul say? The, the wreath that is perishable versus the wreath that is imperishable. Come on. And it's okay if we don't really have understanding. Ask for understanding. Ask for more understanding. So my title of the sermon was a Psalm 1 remedy for our Romans 1 rebuke. So let's go to Psalm 1, and we'll, uh, and then I'll end with three challenges. Skylar and Emma, I really have y'all on my heart, so I hope you're listening. <laughs> Calling you out. All right, let's read it together. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the ways of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Verse 2, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. Let me just propose to you that when God says that his law and him alone and everything he is is pleasurable, let's take him up on that. If we're not experiencing joy and pleasure and delight in, in it, let me propose that there's just, it's almost like you, you're like in this season, we've eaten cookies so much, right? And we probably have no desire for a salad, right? <laughs> but let me propose to you, once you start eating that salad and eating good you know, foods, like you start like, making it like colorful, like with the apples and the pears and like, you know, shakarabasa, like all the good stuff. And you start nourishing your bodies with real food, your appetite will change. Same with the word of God. We have to break up with the meme gospel. Meme gospel. This is again for my young folks. Meme, where you just have like this clip. Jesus sat with sinners. Or something, <laughs> something so shallow and so without meaning, and everyone's like, like, like. I'm a Christian. I put up a meme. <laughs> it's not true. What is it? What's in meme? Me, me. My husband tells our boys. Stop eating from the me, me, me tree, which is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It's all selfish, selfishness. My challenge to you, three, three challenges. 
We're going into 2021. I, can, I, I promise you more trouble, more persecution, more trials. But I can invite you to a world, an internal world that the world cannot touch. And this is that, that tree of life, that communion. In my book, The Hiding Place, there's a uh, Corey Ten Boom's sister, Betsy, was uh, alongside her uh, during all their um, camps. And it shocked me how Betsy was unmoved by the prison, the, the, the persecution, the mockery. She was skinny, broken, ugly probably at this point. And, and you know what Betsy is doing? He's crying out. She's crying out for their souls. She's like, they're in more bondage than I am. She's in a physical prison, but she realizes they can only hold her so long. But if they don't repent and turn to Jesus, they have a lifelong of eternal bondage. Is Suzanne still here? Are they, are they here? Oh, they're going to come up. Praise Jesus. Y'all come out whenever you want. My three challenges. Yes, I don't want to pass this by. Give 15 minutes. Y'all are like, oh, that's nothing. I don't care. <laughs> I really don't care. Give your first 15 minutes to Jesus and his word. And pray, read the Bible. What does that mean? When you come to a promise... Say, Jesus, thank you. Thank you that, that those who delight in your word are a tree of life. Thank you. And then, Holy Spirit, show me more. So thank you, and Holy Spirit, show me more. Thank you for the promise, and Holy Spirit, show me more. And then pause and let him speak to you. First 15 minutes. Set your alarms, everyone. Take out your phone right now. I'm serious. Emma, let's go. Take out your phone. I'm serious. <laughs> Put it, go, to your, go to your clock. If we're going to give ourselves to anything in 2021, after a year that we just had, why wouldn't we give it to the Word of God? Why wouldn't we give it to spending time and asking, what are your ways? Teach me your ways. Teach me your past. Let me know your ways. So go to your clock. Yeah, wherever, whatever. And majority of you can wake up early. Some of y'all have night shifts or whatever. Y'all have to work that out with the Holy Spirit. Go to alarm. Mine, you can name it. And I always like say something like, please, Jesus, help me wake up. That's, that's how I name my alarm. <laughs> or, or, or you can put momentary light affliction. Whatever will help you get up. And let me tell you something. I, and, and Chuck can uh, bear witness to this, but I asked Jesus to help me. Jesus, help me to want to. Like I just said, the salad and the cookies. Some of us have been eating cookies and been on social media too much. We have no appetite for the word of God. And that's okay, as long as you acknowledge that and realize that that's not okay. And ask Jesus, Jesus, help me to love your word. Help me to love your word. I, I, I pray that often. Help me to wake up. Help me to want to wake up. All right, so set your alarm. First 15 minutes, give it to Jesus. Don't do it alone. 
Find someone that's committed to, with you and say, hey, if I don't do this, you better be up on me. Like, I need you to, to tell me, you need to get in this. What else are you doing? Going on Instagram? Yep, on the toilet, I know. Uh, it was just like, just scrolling through. Eating that junk food. Emma, Skyler, y'all got your alarm set? Totally calling y'all out. It's because I love y'all. Let me tell you, James says, there's no reward for those who hear the word but don't do it. I'm trying to get you to the reward. And that was my last point. <laughs> Obey. <laughs> Obey what he tells you, what you read. Set your heart to obey. Let me tell you the difference. This is one of my, one of my mentors, one of my favorite teachers of the word. He says, weak love is still real love. There's a difference between totally rejecting God's way and saying, God, I don't want to have anything to do with you. And then there's a difference between, God, I set my heart to do with you, but you're like stumbling through. You're like, but I'm on it. It's like, a, it's like think of the gymnast again on the beam. She's like trying to do her thing, flip, flip, chop, chop, and she stumbles. Okay? <laughs> she stumbles. Does God like, like scoff at that? No. She's giving her heart to this. Our weak love is real love before God. All right. Suzanne, if you come out and everyone, can you all stand for with me? I think I did pretty good. Praise Jesus. I want, um, oh, oh yes, praise. Um, let's turn down the lights and, uh, I want you to come forward if you just want to, if you're asking, I want to hunger for the word again. Or if you need, you need to repent for the me, me, me gospel, the meme gospel. Because let me tell you, at, at the turn, Jesus is there. Great and rich in mercy. Rich in mercy. He wants, he wants to give you more power, more grace. He says, the angels looked into the grace that would be poured out. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes I sing. <laughs> Give us love for your word again, Jesus. Give us love once again for the fear of the Lord. Your word says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Let us not throw that off and be like fools. Give me desire for the word of God, for your ways. Teach me your ways. Instruct me in your law. Show me the beauty of your holiness, Jesus. Because you're the creator of pleasure. You're the creator of joy. The world doesn't know joy. <laughs> come on, come up. 
Come up, come up, come up. If you want your heart to be touched by the Holy Spirit, not by Sasha. Sasha doesn't have anything. Holy Spirit, though, does. And he says he exalts the humble. He exalts the humble. Those who are like, Jesus, I want this. I want this in my life. I want meaning and purpose and joy and love. I want definition. I want a father that tells me no because I have no clue what I'm doing. (laughs) I have no clue what's holy and what's not holy. I have no clue what's good and what's bad. I I need the father to come and discipline me and teach me. Oh, what, what a deal we have in Jesus. That he becomes our father. I want to be trained by you, Jesus. Help me, help me enjoy, enjoy the training. Help me enjoy the discipline. Guys, let's go past the feeling. Let me tell you, those, those Olympic amazing people, there was about 80% of their practices they didn't want to show up to. But they had the end in mind. They had the end in mind. You don't think they got to the Olympics and said, oh, I wish I, wish I, I practiced less. No, they, they probably were like, I, that last practice, that last practice, but I, I, I really didn't want to go. That, that kept me from that silver, from the gold. God, keep us. Sharpen us. Make us. <laughs> we want to go. We want to go. We want to go. We want to go. We want to be the people that are trained by your word, that love your word, that delight in your law, and that bear fruit in every season. Suzanne, go for it, girl. We'll come pray for you guys down here. If you feel led to pray, if you've been at a King's Church, come and lay hands on the ones that have come up. And let's worship Jesus.